0: Welcome back to the Beyond Strength and Endurance podcast. I'm the head coach of BSE, Kyle Holman. Today is another training talk episode, and the quote for today is, be careful what you train for, you may get it. Uh, So we're going to dive into several different points here uh, of some things in your training uh, that you're either doing or neglecting um, and where that's going to lead you. Strengths versus weaknesses. Uh, One of the CrossFit OGs, Spencer Hendel, uh, I remember his quote uh, or his dad uh, said a quote a long time ago when he was competing in the CrossFit Games. And he said, uh, in CrossFit, you got to be good at everything. You got to be great at some things and you can't suck at anything. (laughs) Um, And that's so true in CrossFit. I mean, uh, you know, CrossFit is like the decathlete uh, or decathlon of the fitness world. I mean, there's multiple different aspects from a strength, fitness Uh, mental aspect standpoint, uh, and a lot goes into it. So um, one thing to keep in mind is inevitably, we all come into doing CrossFit from varying different backgrounds. Um, Some played sports, some didn't, some come from strength, some come from running or fitness. And those are going to be your strengths. And we really would like to keep it that way. So anytime we're thinking about weaknesses, we want to improve uh, our weaknesses or areas of opportunity, but not at the expense of our strengths. Um, and that's definitely to a point, And I won't dive into it too much. But I definitely think there are certain markers within uh, your strength and fitness that once you get to that point, it doesn't really benefit you to go higher, uh, or better than that. Um, but that takes a lot of time to even get to that point. And there's a lot of people who will never reach those points. Uh, so it's fine. But if you come from a strength background, and so uh, lifting heavy, or uh, when the workout gets heavier, heavier weights, if that's your jam, I mean, you want to keep your jam. Uh, Same thing with fitness, if you're a a bodyweight ninja and can fly through stuff, or if there's running or cardio involved, and those are your jam, we need to keep that your jam. Because if we start to improve the other side of that way too much, and now what was once our strength is starting to decline, now you're going to look at a lot of workouts and not have a jam anymore, so to speak. Uh, So we want to keep that. I once went through a training cycle myself, uh, and I named it everything I suck at. (laughs) I, uh, I went through an eight-week training cycle where I literally wrote down uh, at that point, this has been years ago, of all the things uh, that I was not that great at. And I actually went through an eight-week cycle of focusing on those things where I had those weak areas that I was hammering at least three times a week. That was a little bit on the extreme side. I think from the mental standpoint, that's tough uh, because obviously, you know, none of us really like to work on the things that we're not very good at. Uh, I mean, being good at something also brings a certain level of enjoyment to it. Uh, So that was probably a little bit on the extreme side. But if you just continually work your strengths, like, look, I came from a strength background and I like to lift heavy um, and I like when things are heavy. If I just continue to train my strength and neglect my fitness, then I can't really get upset when my fitness is holding me back. Um, Another area is just uh, overhead for me. Um, there's definitely some stuff with dislocating my shoulder a million times in sports, but, um, handstand pushups is probably my number one thing that uh, holds me back in CrossFit workouts. So I can either choose to work on that and improve that, um, or continue to let it be uh, a hole in the game. So, uh, that's kind of what we're talking about is, you know, what your training consists of is therefore what is going to improve or not improve. So, I think it's always good. Um, It doesn't mean we need to max out all the time or anything like that, but it is good to periodically take uh, inventory, if you will, of what your strengths and weaknesses are. And then you need to, you know, force yourself to work on things uh, that you're not the best at. I mean, uh, I've mentioned before in other episodes that mobility was something that extremely held me back early on. And I finally had to make a choice. Like I can continue to, to have mobility issues or I can make a plan to get it better. So, Uh, That's kind of the first point here of looking at those strengths and weaknesses and not always just deferring to your strengths. Um, I've mentioned it in another episode too, that, you know, if you're really trying to work on your fitness because that's a weak area for you, and then you look over and see somebody back squatting and you're like, ah, that looks way more fun. So you skip your fitness to do that. You know, I know that's a tough decision, but once again, if that's what, if that's the decision you consistently make, then your fitness won't improve. So uh, that's the first area of take inventory of those strengths and weaknesses and then what plan can you make to start to shore those up? Continually destroy yourself and you will be destroyed. <laughs> I mean, CrossFit, uh, you know, I get it. CrossFit lends itself to, you know, it's it's pushing the envelope. There's a score to a workout. I'm getting as many rounds and reps as I can or the fastest time I can or the heaviest weight I can. And um, so we want to just absolutely empty it out uh, every time. And And to an extent, I understand that. And we're, you know, we all here, we're, you know, pushing to be out of our comfort zone and, and you know, pushing our the boundaries of what we can do. Um, and there is definitely a time and a place to do that. But you don't have to be lying in a heap on the floor covered in sweat and gasping for air every single workout in order for it to be beneficial. I mean, one thing I see a lot is just the amount of volume. People just keep thinking if well, I just need to do more, more reps and more stuff in a day and longer training sessions and things like that. And there is a time and a place for that. And depending on what your schedule allows, there's more time or less time for that. And I think mentally it can get frustrating if, you know, especially, hey, if you're working a full-time job and you're a parent and, and yet you're trying to do two days or something like that, and then you start not being able to get to work out. So that's frustrating. It's just kind of this vicious cycle. So I'm always a fan of, of that, of I would rather start with something extremely achievable and then we can always slowly add things um as opposed to you know throwing the kitchen sink at yourself if you will and then have to cut back stuff and you get frustrated and then um you know like I said it's just kind of a vicious cycle so um volume is the biggest thing too that's just going to especially as you age is going to add you know a lot more stress on the muscles and on the joints and tendons and ligaments and Um, That's how you can start to get a little ache and pain here or here or there. And then if you keep pushing through that, it turns into something more serious. Um, So if you're constantly just trying to do a million reps every session, you know, you're going to be destroyed. Uh, The other thing is our effort level in general. And and I'm going to do an episode of this of um, it's I like to call it the spirit world. I mean, you've heard the pain cave, the hurt locker, whatever you want to call it. And I think it's kind of this. Uh, misconception, in my opinion, that that's what we need to push to absolutely every single time uh, that we're there. You know, when you're younger, um, in my younger days, you know, you're able to do that a little bit more. And, uh, but even then, uh, in my opinion, it, it's just from a mental standpoint. And I, like I said, I won't dive into it, because I'll talk about this in another episode, and there's a blog on it. But, you know, you you have to be able to have the ability or the capability to even reach that point. Um, you know, for example, if there's a workout with 50 pull ups, and you decide to not scale or modify and you can only do two or five pull-ups at a time you're basically just standing there staring at the rig a lot and so we've kind of missed the stimulus so in my opinion although you were trying as hard as you could with what you had you weren't even able to reach that that super deep point with the spirit world or the hurt locker because that's where it's not the uh, weight or the movement that's holding you back it's mentally it is you know I've said it before sometimes in workouts when people see a lighter weight on something like thrusters instead of you know ninety five sixty five let's say it's seventy five fifty five and it's like, oh, sweet, the weight's lighter, but when you really think about that now, there is less reasons to put that barbell down now, um less reasons not to go unbroken, and so that becomes way more of a mental thing of pushing through high heart rate and muscle burn as opposed to the weight stopping you um and trust me, I've done it like the fact that I can lift heavier sometimes i'll you know, use a heavier weight on a movement. And then when I look at it, you know, I'm breaking it up more than I should because, well, I'm using a heavier weight, so it's fine. When fitness is my weakness, there's times where I probably should use more of the lighter weights and look to push through more unbroken reps or whatnot more. So um, like I said, I think it's just a common misconception that people feel like they need to absolutely demolish themselves every single time. And depending on your age and your training abilities and stuff like that, that might work for only a week. It might work for three months, but inevitably you're going to hit a hard stop uh, because mentally and or physically, you just can't keep up with that. So um, destroy yourself and you will be destroyed. There's a way to train smarter, harder. Technique. So there's technique to, I mean, everything we do in CrossFit, it doesn't matter uh, if it's cardio-based, strength-based, skill-based, uh, Olympic lifting, all that. Obviously, there's a technique, and there are certain movements that require you know, a lot more technique, or the, the technique is a lot more difficult um, than other things. And so, yes, when early on, and we, we don't have the technique dialed in yet, then you know, it's just because we're new to the lift or we haven't done it consistently enough over time, and that's one thing. But inevitably, as the weight gets heavier or we're in a workout and we start breathing harder and we're starting to get tired and muscles are burning, it's hard to keep that technique locked in. And um, to a certain extent, this is where ego comes into play that I know we all are pushing to RX workouts and, and stuff like that, but um, you will actually slow down your progress if you are continually trying to go too heavy or to do you know too uh, advanced of a skill and your technique's getting out of whack. I mean, A, it can not only uh, cause injury, uh, but you're just slowing your progress. So, um, I mean, if you allow your technique to get shitty, then your technique will be shitty. It <laughs> um, uh, sounds like a simple thing, but uh, that's what we're talking about here. You know, what you train for is what you get. So if every time the weight gets heavy, you start uh, having your elbows drop or your feet popping out way wide on a clean or uh, we get into a workout and now we're doing touch and go reps on a snatch and we start getting all over the place. You have control over that. You can either drop the weight or um, whatnot to to fix that. And so um, you can't always just go as heavy as you want every time. I've talked about this. If, if you're just going heavy every time you do an Olympic lift, then don't tell anybody you've been working on your technique because you haven't. Um, so this just a lot of times takes patience. I mentioned it before. Um, you got to have patience. That this is a lifelong pursuit, and I know you know something like the Open, or for competing in competitions, or we just have goals of certain weights we want to hit. You know, we all want it in a much shorter time frame uh, than a lot of times it takes. And if you try to, um, you know, as I mentioned before, take the escalator too early and let your technique, you know, remain shitty, then you're going to hit a hard wall. You're going to reach a point where you really just can't get your max to go up anymore because. Your technique is what's holding you back. And so inevitably, if you want to fix that, you're going to, have to take weight off the bar and basically start back building it again. So the quicker you buy into this, that you need to have patience and slowly do drills and different things. And I've mentioned it in other episodes as well, working with an empty barbell or stuff like that um, and really focusing on that technique. And then as you get into workouts, when you're getting tired, even if your time's a little slower or you can't use the weight that you want to use. But you keep that technique dialed in um, under fatigue and or under a heavy weight, then your progress will stay on the steady incline as opposed to maybe jumping up hard wall, taking steps back, then trying to jump up again and you just continue on this hamster wheel. So, um, you know, once again, what you allow is what will continue. So uh, if you don't focus in and hold yourself accountable for your technique and heavy weights and and workouts, then, um, you know, it's going to continue to be shitty cycling through different phases of training. You know, look, random training is going to give you random results. Uh, If you're just constantly bouncing around all over the place. And once again, I know, you know, CrossFit preaches the unknown and the unknowable. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things we need to be good at. And I completely understand that. But I think that lends itself to laziness and just, well, just, I just need to draw a workout out of a hat and see how I can do at it. You know, the hopper is something that's come up in CrossFit where basically it is that, like, you know, drawing something out of the hopper to see if it's a lifting a heavy weight or a certain workout that you're supposed to do. That is no, that that's that's a test. And there's a time to test ourselves on that. I mean, hey, that's what the open is. We don't know what the workouts are going to be until they release it. And that's when we're testing ourselves. But in training, we need to take the information we've received from that test and now see what we personally need to work on. Uh, I've talked about in other episodes, don't stop just doing the same shit because other people are doing it. Um, If it happens to line up where you got a training partner or a friend or whatever that, um, you know, is working on strength and you need to as well, then great, then that lines up. But um, if you're just doing strength training because your buddy's doing it, but you really need to work on your fitness, then you're not really moving the needle for yourself. And so that's what you need to do. You need to look at, we've talked about earlier in this episode that look at your strengths and weaknesses and going through different phases to really move the needle on one of your uh, weaknesses or multiple of them, then reevaluate and then go through another phase. Um, Cause inevitably, I mean, Hey, I know with me early on in CrossFit, there was a lot of stuff I wasn't good at. So I couldn't just pick one thing and continually move the needle on that. It was trying to move the needle on one thing and then shifting to another phase of four to six or eight weeks of moving the needle on another thing. And then just continually doing this wave back and forth of uh, moving the needle then going to something else to move it and then going back to that or a different thing to move it. And we just keep doing that. But uh, there has to be a plan to what you are doing for you. And look, if you're taking classes, uh, then obviously you don't have control over that program and you're going through the class. But when it comes to extra work or accessory work to, uh, for yourself personally, that needs to be specific to you and not just adding other workouts or other this, that or the other just for the sake of doing extra work. All right. Extra work should be specific to you. Uh, the other thing is, it, it sounds like a, a common sense thing, but the more you do a movement, the more it's going to improve. Um, I used the example in in one of the blogs I wrote about. Uh, we did a challenge at the gym called Sled Timber, and it was uh, amassing distance uh, with a sled over the month. And guess what? As I continuously used that sled, um, at least you know three to five times a week man, my leg strength and endurance got a lot better. Um, and, and that makes sense, right? It's science. <laughs> I mean, the more you do something, the more it's going to improve. So if you're constantly just bouncing around to different things, then you're not giving the body time to progressively adapt to that and therefore improve uh, whatever it is you're working on. So if it helps, I mean, you know, the open obviously is a great thing to work towards, but um, uh, Sornex, uh Equipment Company does squat-tober every year where the whole month of squat you squat five days a week. Uh, Murph is something that's good to go on a training cycle to prepare for or uh, the CrossFit total or an Olympic or a powerlifting meet or a 5k run if it helps you to pick things so for example for me for fitness if I chose to train for a 5k run well now maybe I have a little bit more motivation and um, sense of urgency because I'm doing this 5k run so I better train for it Um, so if it helps you then pick out different competitions or things that you can go through a you know six to 12 week cycle to train for, see how you do, reevaluate and go from there. So um, the point of this, of everything, you know, be careful what you train for, you may get it. If you are truly looking at your strengths and weaknesses um, and your technique and the volume and how hard you're pushing yourself and going through different phases to move the needle on stuff, then what you get out of your training is going to be extremely positive. On the other side of that, if you're constantly avoiding your weaknesses And uh, I mean, it happens every year in the open that inevitably, you know, wall walks came out that first year. And then there were some people that did not, um, you know, that struggled with that and then did not focus on wall walks for that whole next training year. And then wall walks came up again. And I mean, you know, you shouldn't wonder why you struggle at it. And look, this is once again, I always say in these episodes, this isn't me preaching at you. This comes from experience and it is way um, harder to do uh, than it is just to say it. I mean, I've done the same thing with handstand pushups and fitness It's hard to consistently work on those weaknesses, but uh, know that what you train for is what you're going to get.